Hello, I'm Mark Snowden, and you've reached my podcast. Hey, this uh, this podcast is titled, Try This When You Meet Someone New. This question that I'm going to give you is something that's going to change your disciple-making efforts. Uh, I pray that it will really be used of the Lord in your life as it has been in mine. Okay, here it is. When I met a neighbor who lived across the street from me, I really tried to witness to him. The thing is, is he tried witnessing back to me, and it turned out that he was a retired Church of God pastor, and he was born again. However, he was retired and still did pulpit supply, but he really wasn't a disciple maker. He was wanting to witness, and he evangelized, but the whole idea of helping somebody else be a disciple maker, especially if they were a believer, wasn't really on his radar, and we had some good discussions about that, and I think it'll bless you as well. Listen, a believer's life perspective changes when he prioritizes making disciples. It's different than preaching. It's different than teaching a lesson. Making disciples. A disciple maker listens very carefully to know if a person that he meets is lost or saved. Okay, if he's lost, you want to know if he's in transit, if he's moving around, or if he's living nearby. And if he's saved, then is he making disciples? We we sometimes meet people and uh, we, you know, dust our hands off if uh, they're believers. Uh, most of us that have personal encounters for evangelism, we uh, try to help somebody come to faith in Christ. We extend an invitation. We even help them pray what's called the sinner's prayer. Of course, you want to share the good news about Jesus, but I want you to consider ending that testimony and that witness a little differently. Before you get to the sinner's prayer, you reach sort of a crossroads and you want to ask this, are there others that you would like to invite to know more about Jesus? I'm asking you now to think about groups, people that they know and not just winning an individual to faith in Christ. Now, if you ask that, are there others that you would like to invite to know more about Jesus? and they say, no, they don't know anybody that they could invite, then continue with a gospel presentation and ask for a decision as the Holy Spirit prompts you to do so. But if the answer is yes, that there are others that they know that they could invite to know more about Jesus, then immediately arrange a time when you and a witnessing partner can meet with them and also anybody that they invite into some kind of a meeting. So here's the deal. Missionary friends of mine have told me that when a group of 10 or more uh, are meeting together, then usually six or seven accept Christ. Now, that group immediately can form a small group, and that's particularly important among families from a religion to Christianity who might want to ostracize an individual. However, when groups make the decision simultaneously, they often avoid individualized persecution because in numbers, there's safety, right? Curtis Sargent was a missionary trainer that I knew. I really respected him. 
And he literally came up with this phrase that says to simply group them and win them. Now, that was what Paul did on his missionary journeys in Acts in the New Testament. So why not try it today? There's also another way of looking at this. Uh, there was a guy by the name of Tom Wolfe. Uh, when he was teaching at uh, Golden Gate Baptist Theological Seminary, it's now Gateway Seminary, he wrote a short paper called Oikos Evangelism. And Oikos is basically your circle of influence. But in that paper, he wrote, he said, an Oikos was the fundamental and natural unit of society and consisted of one's sphere of influence, his family, his friends, and associates, and equally important, the early church spread through these different groups of people, these oikoses, uh, through circles of influence and association. Now listen, it's all about getting people into groups to share the gospel. Jesus encountered the Samaritan woman at the well, who did what? Introduced him to an entire village in John chapter 4. Peter, in Acts chapter 10, met a man named Cornelius, but then Cornelius introduced him to his entire oikos, his, his circle of influence. And the cool thing about groups is, again, they can form small groups of people that are becoming disciple makers that can start a new church. So go ahead, add a new question to your encounter with a lost person. Here's the question. Are, you, are there others that you would like to invite to know more about Jesus? Form a group, get the groups together, and see what God wants to do in their circle of influence.